Yes, 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 we are back with a new episode. This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family. Come on. Back with an episode of education. Mm. Another episode of energy. Mm. Another episode of grammar. What, 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 what? <laughs> Another episode of da da da. Oh, yeah. Another episode of Revelation. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to Come all on. my mummies and daddies, brothers and sisters, pastors and prophetesses. <laughs> I'll bring you all of the greetings out here. Whatever you're doing, big up yourself. If you're on a sofa, catching a little drink, big up yourself. Mm. If you're on a laptop working away, hold on, hang in there. Wow. Got myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. That's it. We are here. Right, so today, guys, we are going to be talking about friendship and the different types of friendships, the different dynamics of friendships. Um, I've been I've been seeing a few a few tweets on social media about people saying, Oh, remember, we're not we're not friends in real life. This is just social media. Remember, we're not size and stuff like that. So I just think it's interesting for us to really talk about like friendships, especially from like a Christian perspective as well. Um, but just obviously get the ground running, get the juices flowing. What makes somebody a friend? Ooh, all right, you can go for it first. Ladies um, first, or lead the way. <laughs> for me, I would say if if first of all, I want to make it clear that I actually like rank my friends, and when I say rank my friends, I don't mean this is number one, number two, number three, but. I heard it somewhere and I thought it was such a good idea. There's basically like an inner circle of friendship. Then you have like an outer, then you have like an outer circle and then you have acquaintances. So I, mm. I personally think that there's levels to friendship. Some people say that there isn't, but that's just my personal opinion. So if for someone to be in my inner circle, it's somebody that I think I can rely on. Somebody who's been there for me in the past. If I've had a difficult situation, somebody that I can trust friendships, somebody I can tell something to some, somebody I can tell something in confidence and I will know that that piece of information that I've told them is not going to like go to I don't know man like Emmanuel in Peckham or something I don't know um yeah so that's what I would call a friend trustworthy reliable and mm. yeah someone I can trust how about you Eman? what will I call a friend um what makes someone a friend what makes someone a friend you see what I think in I'm going to give my own view of it. I think um in general, I think in the day and age we live in, people have given their own definitions. So yeah, mine is is very similar to 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 Ores in the sense that I think friendship is is a per, or to be a friend, you have to be someone that I can trust, um someone that I value um and someone that I consider for me a friend is 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 family for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If I call you my friend, then you're you're family in in some yeah. sort of 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 respect, um, and 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 I mean that. So that means I can share things with you. I can trust. Uh, uh, I can entrust you with certain pieces of information or certain levels of information, but at the same time. As a friend, you can expect the same from me. You can expect me to to be one who gives to you as well, who supports you, who encourages mm-hmm. you, who prays for you. You know, um, mm. I, that, you know when people get into the semantics of oh, and have associates, I have <laughs> like 
I think I think that's a I think that's a real thing, you know. Yeah, I think there is value in doing that, you know. I I, I, think, I think that's a real thing. But before we even go into like the, the associates and that sort of stuff, I think Aura definitely made an interesting point, which yeah. I want to sit on for a little bit. Yeah. Aura, you were speaking about the the inner court and the outer court yeah. and the holies of holies and the different like literally segments segments of friendship. So you've obviously explained the inner court. Talk to me about it. Talk to us about the outer court. So the outer court. So the inner court would be like when Emmanuel talk about family, that's what I would call my inner court. Like if I say sis and I not not just like a sis, uh, a flyaway sis, but if I call you my sister, that's family. That's like inner court. But if you're on the outer court and I have some friends that maybe on the outer court, I've known them like 14, 15 years. They can come to my house and they can chill, but they might not necessarily be the first person I'm going to call if if something, if if I'm in a really sticky situation. That's what I would call outer court. So we're still cool. We're definitely still friends and I'm still there for them. I just mean when it comes to me being in a really rough spot, it's not everyone that I'm going to trust with my bad news because you just never know. Well, then in saying that, are they really your friends then? If you won't yeah. trust them, no, no one that no, 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 friend... It's not that I can't trust them. It's just that they might not necessarily be the... It's not every friend that you're going to call for every situation and that goes for even right. my inner circle. Like right. there's certain friends that I would call if... I needed money. Like if it ever came down to a situation where I knew that I just had absolutely no money, there are certain friends I would call because I just know that person's going to have my back and they're not really going to be thinking, oh, why are you asking for money? They might not necessarily go and tell everybody, oh, I've got money problems. They're just going to give me the money, no questions asked, and they'll know that they, they will know that I would pay them back. To clarify, mm. I've never mm. asked a friend for money ever, but <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just in case people are thinking that, but I just know that if it ever came down to that, when you have a You've woman, got a bunch of people yeah. that will. That's and that's what I would call my inner circle. Whereas someone on my outer circle, they're still my friend. I would still chill with them. We'd still go out for dinner, but I might not necessarily go to them to ask so them. So what? So what makes those outer court individuals your friend? Because obviously we've got a different. Uh, we've got two batches here. We've got inner court. We've got outer court. And to me, it sounds like the inner court are a group of people that we will see as friends. And yeah. I would say that they're more like family. Whereas my outer court, I would just call that just friendships mm. can so you see what i'm like, saying this semantic friend, thing like family thing is semantics i can't lie <laughs> yeah no it, to an extent it's semantics to an extent it is but an outer court friend it doesn't mean that we're not friends i'm just talking about for me personally if i'm in a sticky situation there's certain mm. friends that i would go to because i know that they would just give me what i needed no questions asked and we would never talk about it again but then there's certain friends that i might not necessarily be able to ask for money because then they'll next thing you know they're on, You're on talking about yeah that mm. or it's got money problems god forbid right right mm. but that's that's would be... that also i should clarify because it's not really like i know anybody that would do that to me it's just who i would feel more comfortable asking mm. so you know, i'm likely to think um that your inner court the people you've put placed within the inner court are your friends and the people on the outer court potentially might be casual friends or associates? No, because I also have acquaintances. Like I would actually have genuine acquaintances where somebody would say, you know, when people are like, oh, is such and such your friend and you can't really call them a friend because it's not like you've sat down and had deep conversations with them, but you mm-hmm. call with them, you might comment on their Instagram pictures, you might see each other, have a little conversation. And that's about, that's what I would call an acquaintance. Like, if I can't go out for dinner with you one-to-one and have an actual genuine conversation, that we can only be acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I that's... hear that. Yeah. I, no, I hear what Aura is saying. That's why I say me, I'm, I slightly differ because I, I, like the acquaintance thing, you're not a friend, you're just an acquaintance. You're someone I know. 
Like if it like when I say if I call you a friend, I see you as family. Like in a family context, you've got brothers and sisters, but then you've got cousins and you've got distant relatives. Yeah, true. That's kind of how, like how I see it. So you're still a friend, but for for some, like you're a distant relative. So it's love when I see you, but like I'm not gonna call you. Like you're not gonna be the first person I call in my time of need or, or trouble. Like I, I'm going to my brother, like my brothers and sisters in a family exactly. context. Then maybe the next people I'm going to are like my cousins in a friendship context. Yeah. Like if those are not around or they're not able to help me, then I'm going to my cousins, those kind of things. And then I've got people that are acquaintances. So I don't see them as friends, but they're people that I know. And when I see them, it's all good. Like it's all love. Do you understand? Like, mm. like maybe, uh, nah, I'm actually not going to say that. <laughs> no i'm not gonna say that because i don't want to seem rude um but yeah like i just you just need to know who's who and where they stand like because i used to be someone that used to say everyone is my friend and that's just because i'm a friendly person i I I can get on with people but i remember Mm. like i remember when my wife came into my life she was like babe why is everyone your friend like why are you just friends with everybody i'm like babe i'm cool with everyone you this is who i am you know who i uh, you know you know how i am and she was like look like i get that but not everyone's necessarily your friend there are people who just acquaintances and i think things like like when it was time to do like a list for you know wedding reception or wedding invites that's when i really began to think that okay okay now i get i get actually get what she's saying if you're a friend friend you'll be on this list there's no way that you you you, you're a friend and you will be missing from that list but you know what i think that's why i rank my friendships because like you i'm a i'm the kind of person where there are a lot of people that i can say that are my friends and i have a lot of connections with a lot of people genuinely speaking and Mm -hmm. i thought i can't keep this energy for everyone because it's just very exhausting you can't have 30 40 friends that you're constantly giving that same energy to and I think that's when, right. I, when I heard that analogy that, oh, you've got inner circle, outer circle and acquaintances. That's when I was like, I felt more comfortable being that way. Everyone, I can still be cool with everyone, but there's levels to this coolness because it's exhausting. If you want to continue to be a good friend, you can't give everyone that inner circle energy. Mm. Right. Right. Do you know what? It's interesting, Eamon, that you touched upon weddings. I think weddings is definitely a crucial time. And I think the same thing for me, it's definitely a crucial time when you can really see who your real friends are when yep. it comes to being at wedding list because mm-hmm. especially if you know a lot of people and you yeah. know you're not trying to invite everyone to your wedding mm-hmm. that's the point in time where you can really decipher who's who and where everyone sits right. and where everyone kind of ranks in your life mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's definitely something worth touching upon I think in terms of the friends I think it's definitely important to obviously dissociate or differentiate rather the different groups of friends right um because obviously like we've said we've got you know close friends best friends and then we've got associates but i think sometimes it's definitely easy like within this day and age that we're in especially social media it's definitely easy to blur the lines um and get our associates confused with our friends sometimes right or get friends confused with our close friends depending on like activity yeah so for example with our friends we may not talk to them every day we may not interact with them often as much as we once did for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um but then associates like via social media um those might be the people that we contact or we're in communication with on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah, and I think sometimes it's very, very easy to like blur the lines because you can sometimes think, "Oh, rah, like these people are proper my friends." Do you know what I mean, because we talk all the time. When in reality, the impact that they have on you or the impact you have on them is obviously different in comparison to like your boys or your girls and so forth. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, also, in to just to piggyback off what you're saying, Gabs, I don't think that sometimes it's when you're going through a difficult situation that you actually learn to know who your real friends are and you just can't get that mm. from constant communication with someone on social media. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed, for sure. Um, I think that's obviously why some people um, on social media, especially more so Twitter, people probably get familiar very quickly or they get very comfortable, um, which is why sometimes you see like these random tweets from people saying, look, remember, we're not the same size. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? If I speak. <laughs> because I think some people might overstep the mark with how they may interact or how they might reply you or, or how they might banter you, for example. Um, some people might feel like they can banter with you the same way your friends banter with you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, right, hold on. Remember we're not the same age at all. Remember we're not friends, lad. So, how, because- so, how, so we're, we're touching on that, right? And this is to you, Gabs. So based on what you're describing, right, on the TL, how can, how can you decipher who's a friend or not? Because you might be you you let's say for example there's there's people that you've not necessarily met may have not met before or um, maybe you've met them once but you get on with them really really well you interact with them every day is it possible to have friends as followers so from an internet perspective or social media perspective is it possible to have people that you you've met online and then they become you know your peoples is it is it possible do you know what? It's a very good question, yeah? Just a quick... <laughs> quick. Or is laughing. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> no, I remember I'm before... No, I can't. I'm laughing no, because you said that, like, like you've got experience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Or no, Gab, he was like... Oh, it's, oh. Just, it's almost like you're going to indirect someone. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Let me not be shady. I don't know, I don't know anything, by the way. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> speaking and thinks I'm indirecting them, I don't know anything. Go on, Gab. So for me, yeah... I remember probably about two years ago now, I remember thinking to myself, I can't make friends on Twitter. I just can't make friends on social media. It just doesn't exist. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. But then at one point in time, I sat down with myself and I thought, raw Gabs, all your friends have been, all my friends, I've met them on social media years ago. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, Some friends I've met on MySpace many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a mutual understanding, mutual connection through music. Yeah. So a lot of my mates are like producers, that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. who are whom I met on MySpace. And then obviously from there, you see them at all these gospel events and da 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 So then that's when I began to realize, I thought, okay, I can understand why people say they make friends on social media because, you know, my close mates, some of them I've met via social media. Mm. Moving obviously forward to, to now, I think there's definitely a difference between social media mates and our friends. And I think, like Aura touched upon, the people that will be there for you in certain times of your life will determine who is a friend. Mm -hmm. So the people that will visit you when you're in hospital, those are the people you can count on. Mm -hmm. The people that will visit you in a jailhouse, not saying you will go (laughs) to a forbid, Mm -hmm. those those are the people you know that you can count on. Or the people that will come and bring you Lucasade and oranges when you're sick. It's those kind of people that you think, right, like, these are actually my friends. But if it's people that you only interact on a social media level or on a platform, but they're not there when you're down or they don't rejoice with you when you're rejoicing or they don't weep with you when you're weeping, then one begins to question the relationship that this individual places on your life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of social media, even though it might be day-to-day activity or day-to-day interaction, I think we have to look at the impact of the communication or the impact of the relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of the time, it's probably banter or it, we might be discussing a particular topic or something's popping at the minute and we're all sharing the same views. So it leads to the communication. But I think away from that, we can kind of see the impact that we have on each other. And I think that's probably what determines the sort of relationship that we have. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that, though, I definitely do believe you can move from like being social media mates to actual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that, yeah, have met on social media or have met on Twitter and now they're at the point where, yeah, if something happens to you, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. If you do need money, I'm going to borrow it to you. Mm-hmm. If you do need somebody to take you to Heathrow, I'm going to take you there. If you do <coughs> if you do need somebody to, to, to bring you orange juice because you're sick, I'm going to be at your doorstep. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of the time, a lot of it probably stays on social media. Right. That's because Twitter is an alternative reality and you should have learned that from things like Brexit and general election. Everything, like, I just don't think that as much as Twitter's fun and as much as you can meet some really genuine and cool people online, I know people have met their husbands or wives on Twitter and have made genuine friendships. For the most part, I think at the forefront of your mind when you're tweeting, you should always remember that it's an alternative, it's not, it's not always going to be real life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I do agree with that. What's your thinking on that, Eamon? It's, it's tough. I've, I've, I've battled it because I find it, I just find it hard why, why people do this whole, and I think I've mentioned it on a few um, different episodes, but I just find it hard why people do this whole, I'm one person online and I'm one person offline. It's very frustrating. And that's just because I'm a very straightforward person. What you see is what you get online Mm -hmm. or offline. So it's very hard. But you do meet a lot of cool people. The problem is now because of what we know when it comes to social media, one is now thinking, but are you like this in real life? So that's why I can't, you know, I love like a lot of the guys that I've connected with, but it's just hard to jump out and say, yeah, this, this person is my friend because... I mean, I, I can judge you by your, your cyber personality, but in real life, would we be able to get on? Would you be someone that I could actually say, you know, I can trust you and, you know, you would be there for me just like I would want to be there for you. And I think that's, it's just difficult, the cyber realities. But I, then again, it's, it, that's the way the world is moving, where that's the way the world is moving to. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a lot more cyber, you know, online relationship building before you kind of physically meet and especially obviously yeah lockdown is 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 chopping up and whatever but i think it's just going to be a bit more difficult to just like be able to link up and whatever like there's a gonna have to be a bit more caution like even if you're doing a barbecue now i don't necessarily know whether you'll you will invite as many people because of things like covid and stuff like that i don't know that's that's up to you Mm. but i just feel like there's gonna we're going to have to kind of rely on cyber relationships for a hot sec, but it's how do we navigate that? That's the tricky bit, which, yeah, I don't know. Outside of Zoom calls and FaceTime and stuff like that, I, I don't know how else to, I guess, prayer. That's that, that's not a good <laughs> way to discern. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, it's, it's a serious thing. Like, if people say, like, how can we make friends? How, you know, how are we going to make friends? Like, you know, with all this nonsense that's going on, people lying, people making up stuff. I just, in one hand, you know, you meet a lot of cool people, but on the other hand, you meet, you know, people that are full of madness and craziness. Yeah. So, you know, if someone asked me, how do you do it online? I can't lie. I won't, I can't be the greatest 
I don't think I would be able to give the greatest answers because I'm very much a, I like to see people physically. I like to get mm. a feel of you, you know, sitting down, having a coffee or going to, you know, uh, anyway, whether they stone me or not, like I, I, I don't mind. But yeah, like going to, you know, going, going for a drink and saying, you know, what, what, what are you all about? What are you up to? Like what, you know, what's life saying for you? What do you believe? How do you think? That's the kind of person I am. You or after church, getting to know somebody. That's that's what I do. So this yeah. online, you know, FaceTime, Zoom calls, uh, bro, I don't know how much, but at the same time, that's the way the world's moving. And mm. I think we're just going to no, have to find a way do, to solve that. I, do, I definitely do agree with the point that that is the way the world is moving. Um, especially lockdowns had us indoors for the longest of time. So we're definitely at a point where yeah, everything is social media and obviously social media is popping so much now that, you know, everyone's on their phones. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get it. So, and that's why I probably understand why there are people that think, yeah, they are friends, legit friends, mm-hmm. as in inner court friends with these people on social media. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I definitely do understand it. I think there's ways that we can move from like social media acquaintances to to friendship and I think that's when it comes down to what you were saying like things like face-to-face catch-ups mm-hmm. or phone calls and that sort of stuff I just feel like the impact is probably is important because I think mm-hmm. you can talk to anyone especially if you're a friendly individual you can get along with anyone I mean we're Christians in it so we're prone to get along well we should get along with everyone or the people around us rather the people we communicate with and that sort of stuff yeah I just think when we move to the impact that we're having on each other's lives I think that's when we can probably see the relationship status or the, not status gaps, the relationship level start to change from then on. Mm-hmm. But I think more times social media has, has people on a face value, but you might look from a distance, you might think, raw like these people interact, these people are bantering. Yeah, they must be like great friends. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this same individual probably doesn't even have your telephone number. What? Guess who? Or even? I mean? yep. <laughs> At the same time, I just wanted to add as well, because it is, as much as people say, oh, we don't really know each other in real life and we're not really friends, for some people, social media is, like, the easiest way to make friends because yeah. I've seen a lot of people talk about how do you make friends as an adult? And if you didn't make friends in school or at university or even... And it's, I think it's a lot harder for us as um, black people, maybe not, not necessarily the same for white people, but it's a lot harder for black people to make friends in the office. I mm-hmm. mean, we talked about it in the last episode about microaggressions and I think as an adult if you're struggling to make friends social media can be a very very good way to to meet new people and to make genuine connections with people Mm. yeah no I definitely agree even you even answered one of my questions which was going to be is there a cutoff point when you start making new friends so I definitely do agree that that we make connections um because obviously there's loads of people that we've connected with on social media of recent and that sort of stuff so I definitely do agree with that Mm. I think it's what needs to happen when moving from just having a genuine connection with people or just communicating with people onto friendship. Mm -hmm. Because I think friendship is probably a term that we might throw around too loosely. Um, And I think it's where we move from just interacting every other day to actually being friendships, Mm -hmm. being being friends rather. And I think that probably comes down to how how we're there for each other or, or what we do for each other or the impact that we have on each other's lives. Um, it's not just about going to DLT together mm-hmm. and then and then just dancing at day parties together. Oh yeah, we're friends. But yeah. it's about you know the impact and and the sort of um, 
relevance that we have within each other's lives. Mm. And you know what? That's why I actually think that a lot of people are lonely. Like they might have AAA friendships, but I think a lot of people might struggle with, I don't know, like when the AA, especially now during Corona, actually this is such a good time to talk about this because now that there's no events, there's no motives, there's no distractions. I think a lot of people are finding themselves at, alone with their thoughts and with nowhere to turn to and no friends to actually talk these things out with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. I agree. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I definitely agree with that. It's true. I agree. It's true. I think social media, too, I definitely agree that social media is a great place to, I'm not going to say make new friends, but it's a great place to meet new people. Mm-hmm. It's a great avenue to socialize with new people. So yep. to make uh, acquaintances. And obviously that's where it starts, isn't it? You go from strangers to acquaintances, to casual friends, to friends, to close friends. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's like the, the process. Um, I think social media is definitely a great platform to make um acquaintances like i've met some sick acquaintances on social media mm-hmm. some some dope acquaintances some really good acquaintances do you know what i mean right. so i definitely think it's, it's possible um for sure it's a great place to start because obviously like you said we're not really going to any events we're not a in right now so <laughs> it's, it's it's a great place to definitely make acquaintances and i think from there from being acquaintances that's where you obviously work up the ladder or work up yeah. the chain and with certain people, obviously with not everyone, but with certain people, you might get to that place where, yeah, you're friends with them. You might get to that place where, yeah, if they need money, you'll you bail them out. Or if they're in hospital, you go and visit them and that sort of stuff. Um, you can you can move through through the ladder and through the chain. Yep. I think that takes time though. Um, I mean, I know there's some people who develop friendships really, really quickly, but I think when I think about a lot of my closest friends, to, uh, to be fair, I have a lot of friends that I've known for a long time period of time so we've been able to develop that um connection say from secondary school but I do think sometimes in order to cross over from that place of acquaintance from that place of acquaintance or that place of just talking every day I think there's an element of vulnerability and an element an element of being tried and tested that needs to come from that and especially like Mm. when you think about female friendships in particular because I know that us ladies like sometimes we can be very emotional with our friendships I don't think that you can really, from social media, develop that level of an emotional connection where you're able to call on that person if you haven't either been through an experience with that person, maybe had a a test in your your friendship, or if you haven't personally had a difficult time and been Mm. willing to be vulnerable with that friend. And then that's where you find out if that person is really for you or if they're not for you. Mm. Mm. Do you know what though? I've seen a lot of females make friends online. That so I I get what you're saying, but I'm seen of recent that a lot of females are making friends online. Yeah, that, I think you can make now friends. translate into offline friendships, and they're now becoming the best quote unquote of friends um, or very good friends. I'm not saying that you can't make friends on social media. I, I absolutely think that you can. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes it's difficult to test the friendship if there, hasn't, not been yeah, if there hasn't been an element of vulnerability or if there hasn't mm. been an element of, um, yeah, mainly vulnerability, to be honest. I agree with that, you know. I think that's probably the moment in time where you can really see if somebody's a friend or a great associate mm-hmm. um, or a great acquaintance, rather. Um, because you can kind of see uh, the efforts that they're putting in. So, for example, if you if you the friendship hasn't been, I'm not going to call it a friendship, but if your relationship with somebody hasn't been tested, 
then it's likely to remain on surface level. Yeah. But the minute when it is tested or the minute where you're going through something and somebody's there for you, going through the same thing you're going through or somebody's carrying your burden with you, that's when you can start thinking, wow, like maybe this sister, maybe this girl or this guy might actually be a friend because they're going through what I'm going through together. Um, or they're sharing the same pain that I have or right. or they're weeping whilst I'm weeping. Um, I think that's when we can really kind of see whether whether we've got this friendship or not. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely possible to to develop or grow from social media. Obviously, social media is probably one of the best places where it starts right now. I think it's worth like mentioning and pointing out though that some friends are actually seasonal. Yeah. Um, yep. And they're yep. in your yep. life agreed. to fill a purpose. Yeah. Agreed. Like I don't feel like once friends, we're always going to be friends. I definitely do believe like there are some people that are in your life just to fulfill a purpose. Like God will bring them into your life yeah. for a purpose. And once that purpose is fulfilled you probably won't be friends with them any longer. So yeah. that could be a three-year season, a two-year season, a one-year season, yeah. four-year season. Like there's people in my life that I was friends with them mm. and haven't spoken to them in about a year. And I think, and someone might think, bro, like what's going on? And I think to myself, yeah, it was just there for a season. They might yeah. have been there to support me on the journey that I was on. Mm-hmm. They might have been in my life at that point in time because I want, I needed to help them with something or mm. they were just in, in, in my life or friends with me at a particular moment in time to achieve a particular goal or to reach a goal or to fulfill a particular purpose. And I think once that purpose is fulfilled, uh, that friendship has probably seen an expiration date, I reckon. Oh, but those mm-hmm. friendship breakups can be upsetting though. They can take a long time. Well, I find, I don't really like the concept of seasonal friendships. I agree there are seasonal friendships, but I think when they come to an end, if it was like a genuine friendship and you really cared about each other, sometimes it can be quite upsetting. Yeah, yeah, I think but... if you, if you've fallen out, I think yeah, that's a different thing. Oh, yeah, that's different. I'm not, I'm not talking about fallouts as in you had a fight and you're not talking. I'm talking all of a sudden, um, you just don't have that same communication. No, like no, I know did. what you're referring to, but it can you can still grieve that even if you didn't have a massive fallout, oh, really? you can still grieve the fact that someone you're not as close to someone. I don't know if that's maybe more of a a, a female thing or if that's just a general thing or if that's yeah, the it might be it might be more of a female thing possibly. What was you going to say, Eman? No, I was going to say, mm, if I, the concept is a reality. I was just going to say. It that is, concept yeah, is a reality. The only thing that, but yeah, I agree that in the sense that, you know, especially when it's people that have been close, maybe or they've been friends for a long time, it can definitely be hurtful um, or very hard to get over. But I think sometimes people just grow apart. Um, mm. And, you know, it happens like, um, scripturally speaking, like Paul and Barnabas, was it Barnabas? And yeah, they went on a missionary trip, and yeah, after the missionary trip, <laughs> they didn't see eye to eye. They blessed each mm-hmm. other, and they moved on. Like it, ju- it happens. Like and it does. There's no, there's no animosity. Keep it moving. I wish you the best in life, but it happens. And I think you see what one thing about friendship that I will say um, is that about this generation, though. On the, on the flip side to what I'm describing is that this, gener- this generation or our generation, we um, we burn bridges too quickly. I agree. We burn bridges too quickly. We're not ready. We're, we we don't know how to, to maneuver this conflict resolution situation. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, well, yeah, we don't, we don't see eye to eye. Uh, yeah, we're bouncing. Yeah, I guess you weren't really my friend in the first place. And Mm. It's a lot of pettiness and it's 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 really pathetic and things that should be lasting longer are yeah, they're they're dying out much quicker because 
you know, people are just not re- it's sometimes it's not even like something mad happened. It's just ego, pride. Well, I want this person to say sorry first. If they're not going to say sorry first, then, you know, I, you know, then there's no point of us, you know, being in this friendship. Little things like that. If that's and especially as Christians, if that's the the, the way that we're going to handle things, then it's nowhere near Christ like even if someone has done us wrong. Like sit down, conversate. Let's try and maneuver around this, and let's try to to get mm. seek the best you know um, result out of this. But rather, I'm not seeing it. It's kind of like, yeah, I, there's a lot of I want to be right, and there's a lot of well, you're cancelled because of X, Y, Z, or yeah, you're not legit. Or people judge friendships by what they see other people do. Like, oh, okay, mm. well. You know, so-and-so, I saw them buying that expensive gifts for their friends and you don't really appreciate me. You don't show me how much you care about me, you know. You know, I got... you know, I think it might be people's tolerance levels, you know. I think nowadays people have zero tolerance for people, which is why it's so easy to cut people off. Yeah, I think um, people, like... I think people cover it up under the guise of self care, self care, but I think sometimes. Or a trying to shake table. <laughs> yeah, but, you I know, it's women you. now on that self care, though. I know women. Um, just mainly being, women. Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. are on that kind of thing. Like, if it, if it doesn't, I think people like you throw around like the term energy and stuff a lot and they're like well if if the energy I'm getting from you isn't good enough I don't want you to ruin my vibe I don't want you to ruin my my peace protect my peace I'm gonna cut you off protect protect my energy yeah and I think obviously we're a Christian like from we're all Christians here and from a Christian perspective I like I say this all the time but that's not Christ-like I'm sorry to to be the one to break it to you but protecting your peace and cancelling someone in that protecting your peace is fine that's biblical but I'm saying that cancelling someone under the guise of I'm trying to protect my peace is absolutely not Christ-like yeah I do agree I definitely do agree that we do cut people off too easily for sure I do agree however doesn't that create this this notion that we should be friends with everybody forever no it's not the same thing yeah being bro there's a difference between being civil and being friends yeah, like, I you can be civil with people and then there's you, you being a friend and then like, bro, I think, the, look at it like this. If you're always saying, I need to protect my energy, that means you can, that's just an easy way for you to cancel any anybody when they do something wrong to you. Yeah. And if everyone does this, if if I always do it, if you always do it, who's going to be friends with who? And also, I don't think it's cancelling yet. I don't think it's cancelling. I think we're just relegating you. Remember no. the stages, yeah? If there's five, <laughs> five stages, yeah? Check this. If there's five stages, yeah? From stranger, associate, stranger, acquaintance, casual friends, close friends. Right, let's just say four, yeah? And currently, we're friends. You can just get relegated to casual friends. No, we, can go from linking up, we can go from linking up all the time to I'll chat to you when I see you. The reason, the thing is, if you're, if you're doing that out of like, if it's, a, if it's coming from a genuine place, maybe your friend did something to you and you just thought, do you know what, that, that's the kind of character that I don't want in a friend. That's different. But if your friend G-checks you and tells you something that you don't want to hear and that's coming from a place of love and then you relegate them because you're, you're not trying to hear it. Oh, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen. That, I'm telling you, that happens. No, bro, it does happen. It, bro, it, bro, it happens. Really, you can't relegate a friend because they pulled you up. But some people, <laughs> bro, some people, no, bro, people do that, man. No, 
Bro, they weren't friends in the first place then. No, 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 no. They weren't friends, big man. You're going from one extreme to another extreme. You were friends, but you were being immature. That's what, let's call a spade a spade. Let's not say that they weren't friends. Bro, it's immaturity. Bro, deep it, bro, deep it. Your friend, you know, somebody you're friends with pulls you up on something and you decide not to be friends with them anymore. Bro, what are you saying? Bro, it's just... It happens though, and then that, that's like we can't. That's the thing. Like, I don't think we should minimize something like or take something to an extreme. Let's just call it what it is. Like, it's immaturity. Like, so people pull friends up all the time. Some people just don't take it well. And if and for those who take it well, you have to understand if you, your friend is pulling you up, are they doing it because they love you or they're trying actually. to shame you? And more time, it's because they love you. It's not a threat. Or actually, most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, it's not to shame you. It's because they're doing it because they love you. A friend who doesn't pull another friend up exactly. doesn't actually care about you. But exactly. if you if you now immaturely view it as well. Why, why are they pulling me up, though? They did it in a rude way. They did X, Y, Z. Take it as, nah, you know what? We can address the fact that they did it rude, but I get the point. They're trying to pull me up on something that I did wrong. It's just bro, like it's husband just, and wife. It's just, bro, wait, wait, let me land, let me land. It's just like husband and wife. For example, you can have a disagreement or fallout, like, and your wife might pull you up on something, and you can get stroppy about it, but you're not going to go, uh, well, because of the way my wife pulled me up i'm gonna divorce her no why because at the bottom line you're gonna go she loves me there's a there's something there's something that she's trying to say even if she did say it rude there's a point behind what she's trying to say and that's what i think we need to understand like don't take everything personally don't don't be on edge don't try and read something and especially do you know why because social media there's a lot of people that will put out all these ideas these thoughts these trails or these thought patterns and people will try and read into everything so then you'll be like "Hmm, someone tweeted xyz yesterday Mm -hmm. and it makes me think mm, are they really for me and it's like people with these stupid airy fairy concepts that they're putting out there don't, don't get caught up like there's not friendship is friendship don't try and get like some mad deep revelation out of friendship just like take it as it is friendship is what it is it's what you make it stop trying to find some well you know they weren't for me from the start they were just trying to you know if they behave like that they weren't for me from the start no they they most likely were for you but at the end of the day people grow up People change. People go through life stuff. Life is full of nuances. We can't now go to an extreme and go, well, they weren't for me in the first place. And But when you see but something... What if, they were, what if they weren't for you in but the first the place? Well, that's, not the first, that's not the first conclusion you should jump to. Yeah, the no. first, you should give a person grace. You should give a person grace before you go to... Like, have did you ask them or did they tell you that they weren't for you in the first place? If not, how can you ju- how how do you have the right to jump to such a conclusion? It, you know, it depends on the relationship. You know, it definitely depends on the relationship. Um, and obviously, like I was watching a I watched the Bishop Jake sermon. I'm sure you probably have both seen it, where he talks about the three types of friends. Right. Yeah. So he talks about the confidants, constituents, and the comrades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, confidants are the people that are for you. So it's even good. You brought me into this perfectly. He says, the confidants are the people that are for you. Yeah, so those are the people that will always be there for you, up, down, they're there for you, that sort of stuff. Your constituents are the people that are for what you are for. So they support you. They like what you do. Um, they support what you're doing. They're not necessarily for you, but they support what you're doing. 
And then we've got the comrades and the comrades are the people that are against the people that they are against what you're against. So you both share the same enemy. And until obviously that enemy has been destroyed, they will obviously disappear. So I think we're looking at those three things here, confidence, constituents and comrades. We can obviously place people into each and every one of those things. I so don't some... place anyone into that comrades thing. I think if you're basing your friendships off of you having a mutual dislike for somebody or something, I think that's actually quite problematic. But we'll get to that. You can finish your point. Oh, man, this guy, you finish me. You finish me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so if, we, if we're placing people into those sort of, those three areas or those types of friends, yeah. we can kind of see who really is for us or if they were just for what we are for. So they were supporting what we're doing. So I think it, it kind of depends on the situation that these like X and Y have. So some friends, obviously I can't speak for all, but some friends, they might come to a realisation that, raw big man, you actually wasn't for me. You might have just been around me because you liked what I was bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. You might have rocked with me because you liked my business. You might have rocked with me because you liked the podcast. Mm-hmm. You might have rocked with me because we're both Christians. So we're, we're, we're sharing the same interest. But you might not have necessarily been for me, though. Mm-hmm. But how can you just be friends with somebody just because you both dislike the same thing? I get that that could be the thing that brings you together. And I think that's, I think that's different from... But how can you, if if the only reason you like someone or you, you're drawn to someone as a friend is because you both dislike, say, the Conservatives, or let's even say if you both dislike Boris Johnson, if that's the <laughs> only thing that is holding your friendship together, when Boris yeah. Johnson is no longer Prime Minister, what are you going to have left? And how are you going to also know that that person cares about you, as like you, like, like you were saying? How are you going to know that that person is going to be there for you, that person cares about you? How do you know their intentions for you are even good? Maybe they're just rocking with you until they both take down... Pro- until you both take down Boris Johnson. Once Boris Johnson yeah. gets they don't care about you anymore. But meanwhile, yeah. you and that, and that, all your business. And that's what I said before. Some friendships are seasonal, isn't it? They come with a purpose. If the purpose, if me and you like each other because we both want to take down Boris Johnson, the minute we've taken down Boris Johnson, that individual is going to go to their next project. Yeah, but that, that individual is also going with the things that you have shared with them because you thought that they were your friend. Mm-hmm. bingo and that's why we need to be able to identify our friendships we need to identify who's a confidant who's a constituent and who's a comrade yeah, I so that we don't mix the two but together. that's also why you shouldn't why would you want to rock with someone purely because you both dislike the same thing like that doesn't make yeah. any sense that, I don't, and but I don't, don't necessarily don't feel that them. makes you your friend though does that exactly. does bingo that, bingo so you don't rock with them. You just share the same project. We're working on a project together. It doesn't mean we're friends. I'm not going to tell you my darkest secrets because we're not friends. I will share with you what needs to be shared with you until we complete the project. But some Once people project... have that distinction. They'll just think, oh, we're friends. Yeah. And this is why this is why we need to teach people to identify the type of friends that they have in their life so that you don't go to your social media, mate, and start telling them all of your darkest secrets but because then it, you're going to end up on a shade borough. Teach people just to be better friends. Like, why would you teach someone... Like, I know I said I identify my friends, but, and that's, I would just say that's discernment, but why would you teach someone to to know which friends you want to tell stuff to rather than just teaching everyone to just be a better friend? If because you can't tell something to everybody. Everybody doesn't need to know your information. No, I some agree. people don't need to know what you're going through. I think I is describing what, so how do we decipher by teaching if holistically, like how to better decipher like or how to be better friends so that we're able to be more knowledgeable about 
the type of people that we can share information with, not kind of doing a roulette kind of, well, I think this person might be the right one. If we teach people to be better friends, then we'll have a better understanding of the people that we can trust and decipher who's actually not a friend. That is precisely what I'm saying. Basically, that's what I feel like what Ora is saying. That's yeah. If we're teaching people to be, if we're teaching people to be better friends, right. that means that same individual is going to be a friend to everybody and that's how they can get hurt. No, 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 no. no. By teaching people to be better friends as individuals. So I'm teaching you, Gab, on a, Gabs, on an individual level, how to be a better friend will show you or, or will inform you about how to be a better friend. And then you will realize that the people around you will then be able to decipher the people around you. Are they actually your friend? If they are, then you then you put the effort, the energy, the resources, whatever. Then you'll be able well, to know that there are people in that are in and around your space that are actually not your friends. And that was taught by me by me guiding you on how to be a better friend. So it's a holistic well, if me, approach. If, if not, me being a better friend is trusting people, is loving people, how would I then learn who my friends are and who aren't? That's not the only way to teach someone friendship though, bro. I think being a good friend is a way to is actually a way to learn how learn how who is a good friend to you and who is not a good friend to you. I think I had to learn how to be a better friend how? to appreciate that friendships. Well, I want I want to understand how me being a good friend to Eman will show me who's my friend or not. Well. Okay, if I if I use is that in name. reference to my comment or is that in reference? No, that's reference to, is, obviously you're saying the same thing as Aura, isn't it? So I want to try and understand how me being a better friend to you is going to help me understand who my friends are. I don't I don't actually get it. It's no, you know, you're it's you, if I'm teaching you to be a better friend, I'm not specifying who I'm teaching. I'm building you. It's like okay, cool. As so, your pastor teaches you how to be a better christian your pastor may not be in the same space as you but he's given you the tools that you need to go and effectively do what you need to do in your own space that's what we're talking about here so i'm so i'm using myself as an example i'm equipping you to be a better friend now you go and be a better friend to the people that you call friends i'm i don't know your friends you do but i'm training you to be a better individual so you know as an individual how to be a better friend to those that you're around that's exactly. what I'm so describing. Now, not a specific so now, person. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now that I've got the knowledge of how to be a better friend, yeah. I'm now gonna go to be that better friend to all of the people around me. No, how is that? <laughs> it means that you have the knowledge of what makes a good friend because you are a better friend. And now that you know what makes a good friend, you yeah. can <laughs> and say, Are they fitting this description of what I have learned? Yeah. Okay, okay, That's okay. It. Wait, wait. There's another flaw in your argument now. There's another flaw in your argument. <laughs> Oh, there's another flaw in your argument. What's this? So now that you've given me the knowledge, yeah, to be a better friend, yeah, my my so-called friends, open quote, close quote, may not have received that same knowledge. But so it's have... unfortunate. But Ores now turn around. Ores is saying, Ores is saying, we're teaching people. I'm not just teaching you, Gabs. I'm teaching all the people in your friendship circle, all the people that I'm coming into contact with. We're teaching them how to be better friends, so that. And, e- and even if that person doesn't feel it or see it, let's say, let's use your argument, we can go to them and go, you know what, I, as I'm growing, as I'm learning, I just feel like there's certain things in this friendship that I feel like I'm, I'm giving, giving, giving to you and it's not 
reciprocal and I just want us to have a conversation on that. I just feel like it's, it's, it's straining my energy. It's taking a lot of time and resource, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. And I just don't feel like it's been beneficial for me. And that's why I want to come to you to speak about it. It's having conversations like that is handling it in a, in a mature way. And that per- if that person says, you know what, I have been violating, you know what, cool. I'm, I'm ready to make the effort. If that person now turns around to you and says, well, nah, you know what? I, I feel like you, I, I feel entitled that, you know, I feel like you should be giving me all your energy. I feel like that. Then that makes it very clear. That person is not your friend. And that's what mature. If we're teaching people how to maturely navigate friendships, it will expose you to things like that. So being able to have critical conversations, tough conversations sometimes to help you realize whether this person is actually on the same page as you or they have a completely different understanding of friendships. And that's another reason why people have issues in in friendships because their expectation of their friend is completely different to the expectation that that friend has towards them. And then they sit down or they have a, they have a disagreement and then they realize, wow, okay, we were on two complete... Yeah. You, expect, you expect me to respond to your text messages within five minutes. I'm busy. I can only respond to your text messages every hour. If that's what you expect of me, unfortunately, I can't live up to that. And if I can't live up to that, I don't want to upset you. I'm just saying that it, it's best that we, we're we not friends because that level of expectation, I can't live up to that. That's what healthy friendship looks like or that's what healthy um, behavior looks like. Being open and transparent. Okay, cool. What you're expecting of me, I can't lie. That's not really... What I'm trying to say is it's better to teach people to do exactly what you've just communicated Emmanuel than to teach people to cut off friendships because they're not serving you because at the end of right. the day me personally in I'm a big fan of g-checking my friends and being g-checked by my friends like that is right. how I operate in friendships and a lot of my friends will know that and if if you don't like being direct if you don't like that it's best that we're just not friends because you know we might have a problem further down the line when it comes to communication. I just think it's better to teach everyone how to be a better friend and how to communicate openly and effectively than to teach people to cut off friends because otherwise we're just damaging ourselves by losing friends who might actually be really genuinely for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I'm not. I'm not saying. Firstly, I'm not saying anybody should cut off friends. That's not what I'm screaming at all. No, no, no. I know you're not saying but, that. Yeah, I do. I do understand the sentiment behind what you're, what, what both of you are saying. I definitely do understand the sentiment. I just think it's a little reductive, and I'll tell you why. If we teach everybody, and I'm not disputing that, by the way, I don't dispute that we should teach everyone to be better friends. But if we, if everybody now has the knowledge of how to be a friend, doesn't that create this notion or this idea that we should be friends to everybody? No, if we all, no. If we all have the like I just said say for example me in my friendships I would like I like to g-check my friends I like for them to g-check me and make me a better person but not everybody wants to hear that some people are just here for a good time and yeah. honestly they just what, is that a good is that what friendship is though or remember we're all having the same knowledge of what friendship is yeah, if we all receive remember if we all if we all receive the exact same knowledge from yeah. our past, our mentors yeah. about what good friendship is, yeah. we should all be operating the same. No, Gabs, no. No, you wouldn't because you'll have you'll know what makes a good friend. But at the end of the day, you're going to have different core values anyway. Just because you both like to communicate doesn't mean that your core like. Your, your core values aren't going to be the same with all of your friends. You might have some Christian friends. You might have some non-Christian friends. You might have different interests with them, but your core values are the same. Or equally, you might have different core values with your friends, but your interests are the same. And also, I'll say this, Gabs. Your pastor is equipping you to be a better Christian at home, in a workplace, in general, right? 
Does that mean that you speak to everybody in your church? No. So him equipping you to be a better Christian in general does not necessarily mean that everyone in your church is somebody that, that you speak to. It does not mean that you're mm-hmm. enemies of people in your church, but you just don't speak to you just don't speak to everyone. Just because right. someone is equipping you to be a better Christian does not mean that you will have a, a relationship with every Christian on the planet. But exactly. what it does say, it does say, it does inform you that you are part of a bigger body. You are part of a family, and should you encounter other Christians, you should be civil with. With them that's the point of this this whole friendship piece it does not mean everyone is your friend but it does mean that it does mean even if you have issues with somebody that you should be to the best of your ability civil and the bible says it follow as best as possible follow peace with all men so even if i'm not your friend i can still say hello to you even someone that's oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. and that's I agree. and that's what that's what we're trying to describe so what we're teaching is not what what by in, in by teaching you to be a better friend does not does not equal uh you you become a friend with everybody it just teaches you how to be a better friend to the people that you are friends with or friends to oh, yeah. that's I, what we're saying I, I completely agree the only thing the reason why I'm saying it is because of how we arrived at this point we arrived we arrived at Aura's point because I mentioned the different the three types of friendship that Bishop Jakes mentioned that's how we arrived here so what you're saying is correct as long as we're not negating the fact that there are different people at different levels of friendship within our lives. Yeah, I agree. I said that. If you're using that point to negate it, then this will go on a, lo- a little longer. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. I said that. First thing I said was that there's levels to friendship. Yeah, there's definitely levels. I, there's levels, but also I think it's just, you know what? I think for me, I wouldn't call it levels. I would just call it what it is. Friendships, I said it at the beginning. People have different definitions of friendships. And that's why I said in my, in my last point that if you if it's not clear between the two parties you will find yourself in having a lot of clashes and realizing that at some point you're not on the same page that's why if mm. you want if you want to be a friend you've got to be able to communicate expectations mm-hmm. you've got to communicate grievances and issues you've got to be able to tackle problems when they come that's what true friendship is that's for me for me Right, but for other, but for other people, friendship is. Oh, I met you yesterday because you're cool with so and so. I'm cool with you now. We're friends. I don't see. I don't view friendship as that. Just because I'm cool with you does not mean I'm cool with all your friends, Gabs. But some people view friendships like that. Well, if you're cool with my boy, you're my boy too. That so everyone, if everyone has a different definition of friendship, conversations like this will become so tedious. It will become so tedious. So that's why, in general. I, I just say this, like, let your friends be the ones that in your mind, you've defined what a friendship is and they also know what friendship is to them. So your relationship, there's a level of equality and fairness there. You're both on the same page. I see yeah, no, friendship I as if it, I, non-friendships as you see your friend as one thing and they see you as another thing or they expect another thing. You've not communicated that. You're not aware of that. In my opinion, that's not a friendship. Because there's no yeah, level of that. understanding. I think that's that's what leads to disappointment when one doesn't manage their expectations. If you could be expecting one of your friends to have this impact in your life or be there for you or do this for you, but they might not meet their expectation. And it's unfair to someone to be disappointed if you've not communicated those expectations. Yeah, I so I definitely do agree with that. And I just think, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's important to kind of know 
um, where people are in our lives. And if it's not levels, stages, whatever it may be, just so just how Aura has inner core, outer core and the holies of holies is the same way that we need to be able to see where people are at. Because the minute you confuse your associates with your close friends, there could be an issue when they do not meet an expectation that you held over their head. Um, or the minute you confuse, I don't know, social media powers for your best friends and they don't meet an expectation, that's when potentially there might be an issue or you might be left upset or you might be left feeling a, a particular way if they've not delivered against your expectation yeah. that you have set in your own mind. Well, most times you don't, you won't learn who really is your friend until you either have that conversation or something happens and one person is left upset and then you have to sit down and have that conversation with your friend like, okay, when you did X, Y, Z, you upset me because this is how you made me feel and... Yep. It's up to the other person how they're going to respond. Either they're going to say, yeah, I understand. I can see why you'd feel that way. Or they'll say, to be honest, I don't see it that way. And maybe that means you guys are not meant to be friends because you're not on the same page. Keep it moving. And that's why I said that a lot of my friendships in my life, I've had to... The reason I, I would only call certain people my inner circle is because those are the people that I've had those conversations with. There's been situations that have come around that I've had to be like, oh, you upset me. Or the other person will say to me, I upset them. And that's why I can say that's these, these people are in my inner circle. And from interactions with someone on social media, just to bring it back to the point, you probably haven't had that yet unless maybe someone's offended you on the timeline and then you've slid into DMs and said, why did you say that about me? And then maybe that's the conversation. But most times people on from social media friendships you haven't actually established that and had that conversation yet mm, that's true actually it's a good point it's yeah. definitely a good point like you were saying earlier until you kind of reach a point where you're going through something that's when you can kind of see who's who's really there for you and who's not there for you that's when you can kind of really see like who's who's your real friend or who's just around because they want something from you mm-hmm. or who's just there to fulfill a purpose I think you can definitely see who your real friends are when you kind of do experience something but I think whatever, what we're all trying to say here is communication is obviously definitely important. I think once you can communicate certain things and you can kind of see raw, like where, where you are at with the different people within our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's obviously important to, to be able to identify these people within our lives as well, um, just by what we do for each other. I think it's obviously important and it goes deeper than just laughing together. It goes deeper than just bantering together. I think it's obviously important to be able to identify who is who within our lives and and for what reason and for what purpose. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously everyone and everything must have a purpose within our lives for yeah. sure, man. Mm. Um, it's not just because we went to school together that automatically makes us friends. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely need to be able to identify what really makes us friends and then we can kind of really see who is what in our lives and who's at what stage and who's a real friend, who's not, and who's an acquaintance or who's a great acquaintance and so forth like that. Mm. All right, give us some give us some words, some wisdom, some nuggets before we close. Like we've said, you know, com- brush up on your communication, learn how to be a good friend, and from there, I think you'll you'll be able to decipher or decipher, yeah, discern who who your good friends are, who who your good friends aren't, vice versa. Mm-hmm. I like that. I do like that, and I agree. I agree, especially like we were saying. Obviously, social media being and all-time high at the minute, um, and everyone's engaging and interacting with everyone. Um, we, we shouldn't get to a place where we blur the lines between who's what within our lives because that only opens the door for for being hurt if we've placed expectation on somebody without communicating and therefore being disappointed when they don't meet when they don't reach that goal. So I think, yeah, communication is definitely important. 
Mm. Um, obviously, social media is definitely a great place. I mean, I'm not going to talk about how to find friends because we kind of spoke about it before, but uh, social media is definitely a great place to obviously meet new people, connect, socialize. So we definitely promote that. Twitter, Insta, Snap, Bebo, the whole lot. We definitely promote that. It's mm-hmm. definitely definitely a great place. Zoom, look, make friends on Zoom. Even I'm, I'm all Zoomed out, but yeah, all these all these platforms are definitely a good place to to meet people. And then from there, we can obviously start connecting and then we can start building some sort of relationship. And like Ema was saying earlier, it's important to obviously have the conversation away from social media. Um, so whether that's going out for coffee chats, FaceTime, phone call, all of that sort of stuff, just to be able to build that sort of relationship um, away from social media so that it's actually something deep. It's actually something deep. It's a bit more long lasting rather than just keeping it at at surface level. And then from there, we can kind of see our friendships kind of grow and blossom. Because I know a lot of like Christians, especially young Christians, they're always like, well, I need new Christian friends. I want more Christian friends. How do I make more Christian friends? And I think a lot of it just goes from from going off social media and then building from there. However, caveat, it doesn't mean go ahead and start making friends with every Tom, Dick and Harry that follows you on Twitter because that's how you start being friends with creeps. Mm. Um, so that's definitely something to be mindful of because, you know, we're all Christians. It doesn't mean we will have to be friends with one another because we might not have the same interests, even though we might all believe in the same God, we might not have the same interests, might not have personalities, might clash, might not click. Um, and then, you know, we're going to be taking you to E-Man to be doing deliverance and that. So kind of watch, watch the people that you're connecting with because there are some creeps out there. But yeah, E-Man, over to you, bro. Yeah, so the scripture that I have is Proverbs 17, 17. And it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And I think, yeah, that's... Even though I don't want to like read into it too much and try and get too over spiritual, but here it highlights, you know, friends and brothers. And so, you know, a friend loves at all times, but someone that, you know, you deem really close, they're born for times of adversity. They're born for times of challenges. There's someone that you can really, a brother or sister, before someone starts saying I'm sexist, um, there's someone that you can turn to, you know, in the times of trouble and say, you know, bro, sis, can you pray for me, bro, sis, you know, I'm in a bit of a, a pickle at the moment. Is there any way you can help me or support me? That's what it's really about. And so a friend should be able to to love at all times. You grow together. But I think as we've described earlier, like you, you, you need to, in order to do this thing maturely, you need to communicate. Like, you know, as, as an individual, there, there are things that you need and that's not something that we can run away from. But as long as you make that clear to the other person, um, and the other person makes it clear kind of what they need as well and and be straightforward like sorry bro sorry sis I can't do that for you but this is what I can do and the other person might say okay you know sorry bro sorry sis I can't do all of that but this is what I can do that's what friendship looks like we're able to be open and honest and say look this is this as a human being this is what I can do for you but as brothers and sisters in Christ we love one another um, it doesn't mean that everyone's your friend or your best friend. We're one body, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're all friends, if you get what I'm saying, um, before someone starts to out me as well. But yeah, it's been a good conversation. And I think maybe what this should encourage is, you know, in your friendship circle, start to have conversations. What does it mean to be a real friend? What does it mean to be a true friend? And actually see if you and your friends are on the same page. And maybe you might find out that there's someone in your circle that's actually not a friend. That's not for me to decide for you. Have that discussion. Let us know your thoughts. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Right. We're the Real Talk Real Walk family. We're signing out. Take care. Peace.